Michael, how are you? Welcome. Hey, Eli. How you guys doing? Good morning, Michael and Eli. Give us a second while we get everything going here. Make it quick. I'm going to get less than a minute to do that. I'm trying. To put your magnet in. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys are doing well. Oh, okay. Hey, Sid. Hey, hey, Sid. Hey, Freaky Geeky Freaky Andy. Geek. Hi, Cracky. <laughs> hilarious hey nicole good morning guys thank you eli i appreciate it and it is 10 a.m okay we're putting them we're putting the magnets in i think this is day 18. good morning joanne good evening nicole hey joanne croaky i know he is kind of croaky isn't he all right let's get out of that Let's get out of that. Holy crap. <laughs> as long as I don't have to have sex with Miss Piggy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for the lemons or the ice creams. I'm sorry. My bad. Thank you so much. It didn't pop up on my screen. Mine either. I don't know why. Tidy lips might be. I'll have to watch this real close. Oh, I got a sneeze, I think. Lord. Oh, what? damn, Ron. His sexy nerve is over with. <laughs> All right. Let's see what happens. Let's see something. Are we back? We're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sound? No, there is now. Oh, there is now? Yeah. Are you sure? I can hear it. Okay. What's up, guys? How you doing? Yeah, I guess you just tried a new intro. 
Well, I did the, the 30 second countdown. It's through StreamYard right now, but I'm on a different browser because my Google don't work when I share screen for some reason. It shuts all down. So I try to on this browser, but the browser is not capable of seeing the 30 second to countdown. So I have to ask Eddie, I'm like, what number are we on? What Free. number are we on? So it was a little, you know. Good morning, guess. Midnight Paranormal. Good morning, Midnight Paranormal. How are you? Freaky Geek says, he ain't sure. He's Eddie. <laughs> Could you That's said, true. Are That's you sure? <laughs> All right. So we started the magnets. We started at right at 10 o'clock. So somebody tell us when 1030 is up. Oh, I'm sure uh, Freaky Geek will let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Andy, this is day 18 or day 19. <laughs> We're doing an experiment. We need you guys to keep track. <laughs> I know. I love that we. <laughs> oh. oh, We're good on this end there, Midnight. We're good. We're good. Trying to wake up. Day 18. Okay. okay. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. That's my proof I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's your test. <laughs> well, I hope everybody's doing well today on the show. Of course, is Thriller Thursdays, where we talk about cryptids, legends, and lore. First off, we're going to be talking about the five creepiest urban legends that happen to be true. Dun, dun, dun. Then we're going to have a story about a crash that with a very weird ending. A good ending, but a weird ending. They all lived. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> then we're going to ask infamous cursed paintings called The Crying Boy. Is it true? Is that really a thing? Hey, just Jim. Hey, Jim. Morning. Um, and all are all the terrifying stories associated with the painting true? Or have we simply created a fascinating legend we choose to believe? And last but not least, the legend of the week, the legend of Muska. That's going to be the cryptid. We're going to do a ghost story of the week and the cryptid of the week. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is the ghost story of the week, which was sent in by Danielle. She, She's my... That's screw, screw chaos. <laughs> Yours is on Tuesday, and you opted out of telling it. I had to. I know. <laughs> but Danielle sends me my legends and lore, and she got a ghost one this time. A ghost legend. So let me slide that over here. Let me slide that over here. Lord, I be. You guys have to forgive me today. I'm not feeling, I'm not up to par. I'm good, but I'm not up to par. Freaking Andy. So the first, <laughs> I swear, these guys over here, I swear. If you're listening on the podcast portion, you are missing so much. <laughs> And we, of course, always invite you to come on over to YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, not Mixer no more, but DLive, and hang out with us 10 a.m. Alaskan time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. Hold on. Uh, what time would that be, Belgium? 
<laughs> I don't know. Nicole's got to tell me that. <laughs> Thank you, Jitch Jim. Hey, Blue. <laughs> She's making sure you know. <laughs> hey, Blue. Welcome. How you doing, Blue? You gave up the booze. No mixer? That's right. No mixer. See, this is, I, I love her not drinking because my beer lasts longer. <laughs> <laughs> So, like I said, the first story we're going to talk about, Danielle signed in, and that is the Ghosts of Slaughterhouse Canyon in Arizona. Did I what? <laughs> oh, no, just Jim. You know what I did? I woke up Eddie <laughs> yeah, before, her, before his alarm. I always do that. Yeah, I always get nervous. Yeah, I told you guys that, that I had to go over this morning and do some computer work. And it was quicker than, because my stuff was already on file. She wakes me up. She's like, it's, it's 8 o'clock, honey. I'm like, that's nice. My alarm said it. <laughs> I get, I get nervous. I'm, 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 I feel fine, freaky. Uh, it's just my voice. I, I got to get back. Yeah. D-Live cry. D-Live cry. Don't cry over there, Eli. Eli, don't cry. I was still here before 6 a.m. before the everyone showed up, so we didn't say anything. Well, that's good. That's always <laughs> helpful. In case you are new to the channel and wondering what the hell is on our heads, we are doing a magnet. I would. I don't want to say magnet challenge. We talked about a, a magnet experiment a couple weeks ago, and we figured we would try it. So we're trying it's 30 minutes for 30 days and it's supposed to open up the third eye. We'll see what happens. We've had a little couple little things. The first the headaches. And I'm wondering, I'm seriously, because I'm not getting headaches anymore. No, I'm so not I'm wondering, that. it's supposed to like break up the calcium and the crap that's around your uh um third eye or pineal gland. And uh I'm wondering if that's what it was, because that's what it, you know how when you get a sinus headache and you're, it's, you know, sitting there for like a couple of days and then it starts breaking up. Yeah. And you get that headache. That's the kind of headache I was getting. Yeah, well, I'm not getting headaches anymore. No, me neither. So. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting, guys, if these walls start melting. Yeah. <laughs> It is, it is. So that's the story behind our, our magnets and why they're on our head. <laughs> <laughs> and that why we look like 80s. We no, should be in the physical video. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Jane found a workout. Well, that's a Mandela effect. Richard Simmons never wore a headband. Because, uh, you know, it, 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 you sit here and think back. You swear to God, every time he did his workout on TV and that, he was wearing a headband. Yep. Try this instead, not a length of quarter-inch length. Feed into one no, the other. <laughs> Good try, though. <laughs> I wonder when the walls start melting, you'll get it on video. <laughs> Probably not, because when everything cool happens, we don't have our phones with us. Yep. Never <laughs> so do. It's probably going to be just like that. Good morning. Oh, I thought, wait, is Ron? I didn't see Ron come in yet. 
No, Ron has. Okay. I, I haven't seen him, I don't think. I almost said hi to him because Streamlabs popped up and said, this is, uh, Rob is my new stream boss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he right, right, Ron? Ron? <laughs> but he, he might be it. lurking. He might be lurking because of his, his uh, physical therapist person is there. You, I just said he's done with his pretty nurse. Oh. You have the same problem in my paranormal. I know. It's just you never have your phone with you when something cool happens. I don't know how many times we've gone downstairs and like we've heard noises or we've heard, um, you know, just or seen weird shit. Yeah. And it's like, well, nobody wants to go back upstairs to get your phone. <laughs> but so you guys know. What was that? I should turn down my notification. Oh, I thought it was on the computer. I'm like looking like, <laughs> what the hell was that? I've never heard that before. No, it's just now telling me that you, you went live. Oh, that's nice of it. Hey, honey, I went live. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that, um, that did. I thought something was wrong with the computers. Damn it. So you guys know, uh, me and Shadows were talking last night, and we're going to be doing a, a paranormal investigation in our apartment. And right now, we just got to get everything charged up so we can let it run throughout the night. And we we have enough equipment that we'll be able to cover yeah. uh, all the angles that we need to cover. We actually went through and... <laughs> and uh, went through and, and discussed of where, how to angle the, the, I almost said computer, angle the cameras, angle the, even the floor, floor, even though there's no bears in here. So we'll definitely be doing that. <laughs> well, I, for, I forgot the only reason why she bought the floor was to keep out, uh, look out for bears. <laughs> it's a goddamn Expensive piece of equipment to go with spotting bears. That's a good suggestion. I yeah. wonder. I wonder how that should. Give me that for a minute. Oh, I, I, I can't reach it. Neither can I. Oh, Lord. Don't rip off your headphones. Well, you could have took it off the tripod for me. Listen, you just said hand it to you, so I did. <laughs> Hold on. I'm getting it off the tripod. Let's see. I don't know if this will come through in the, um, oh, crap. Maybe I'm not going to get it off the tripod. Uh, well, Jim, it's late. We're not going to stay up all night. Everything of this, most of this, everything will be running throughout the night. Okay, well, I'm not getting it off the tripod. Because what did you do? The straps wrapped around it somehow. I don't know. But we'll do it this way. I'll see if you guys can see it this way. <laughs> this is the corniest shit. Let me get it set to the right setting. Are you serious, Ricky? What? What happened? Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Alyssa. Um, Freaky says I ordered a UV light last May. I'm still waiting for meal. Oh, delivery. I saw that on your Facebook. Yeah. Can you nice? You guys probably aren't going to be able to see that. What? It, it broke, did it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you guys aren't going to be able to see. Oh, wait a minute. Let's see. 
What the hell are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Your head's red. My head's red? <laughs> is it red where the magnet is? No, no, it's your whole head. Oh. Well, I guess I really don't see. I don't know. We tried. Let me turn it off. All right. God, that was a lot of work. Even, even Jim says he, he ordered a, a polder con. Yes. And yes. he's still waiting for Jim, it. Jim, I'm telling you, I, I guarantee I think I know where you ordered it from. That's the one that we waited forever for the FLIR, or not the FLIR, the um, full spectrum cam. We, we still haven't even got our other camera. I know. No, not from that company. That's a different company. Oh. But remember when I first ordered the full spectrum? Oh, yeah. It took forever, took forever. and I had to write them? Yeah. Yeah. I want a Poltercom, though. I mean, they have such cool stuff. It's like, it's the pros and cons of trying because they did. I can understand why it takes so long because they do 3D print their outer cases. Um, oh, what midnight say? Uh, He's going to be doing another investigation of a nursing home. Oh, very cool. Oh, creepy, but um, very cool. Is it midnight paranormal, right? Yep. Um, midnight, can you uh, drop yeah. your link in the chat? So it's probably Jim. It's probably he can't. Oh, can that's somebody right. grab his link? Yes. Anybody got his link? Um. So yeah, it's probably the same company, Jim. <laughs> but they, I mean, for yeah, I just wish they'd let you know how long it's going to take. I mean, they have a lot of freaking cool stuff that I love, and I would love to get. Now we we ordered through Paranormal Electronics. Dot UK, yes. Dot UK, and we actually got the stuff kind of quick. Quicker than when I thought we were going to get it. Yeah. See, we're used to stuff not uh, coming on time, though, with being in Alaska. <laughs> they, they but say, this was uh, a little bit longer. than <laughs> They say three-day uh, yeah. shipping to here. It, it's usually about four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yep, same company. He's just irritated giving me yes, which changes all the time. Yep, I know. Yeah. Yeah, now they, the guy that runs uh, paranormalelectronics.uk. Oh, they're like right on it. I mean, Missy sent him uh, an email, and within four minutes, he had called us. Yeah. Really, Andy? Wow. That's surprising. Well, I don't know. They've gotten bombarded, though. Paranormal UK, Equipment UK, UK. That's true. Um, yeah, in fact, he, he had to move to a bigger facility. Yeah. Where the hell? Oh, crap. No, I know where that came from. Damn it. I just shut down a... Oh, great. We're up to a wonderful show. I know. This is, I'm telling you. That's okay. I got it back. Oh, I, I completely understand that. Now, it, the, the guy that, uh, John, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, not Tony. No, not Tony, John. Um, We had problems with uh, a credit card, and 
I called him on the on the phone and we talked. And he called his bank and told him to release my money back to my card immediately. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And then I called him back. And then we just did everything over the phone and boom, no problem. I want an Avil so bad, but they're so expensive. Eddie wants an Avil so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Apparently they waiting on deliver from the U. Oh, I know we are slow. Bloody Yanks. <laughs> tell you, I'm not I'm not gonna lie about that. Uh, well, especially with everything going on, like the if shipping was bullshit before, it's way more bullshit now. Even even stuff that I'm used to getting late is coming like like I ordered it from China late. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like before the pandemic late. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now you get packages and it's like you don't even want to touch the damn box. <laughs> oh, Jim, cool. Very good. Very, very cool. Yeah, that's true, Freaky Geek. Yeah, anything that... <laughs> that, that, that wasn't with us, though. I mean... As soon once as it, it got through customs. Once it hit customs, it only, like, Two days? Yeah. Yeah, it was custom? surprising. It was very surprising because if we order something from the States, <laughs> it God. takes like a month to get here. Order something from the UK, and boom, it's here in a less than a week. <laughs> yeah, uh, it could be, Jim. Well, well, I don't know, because that company... Which companies? The one that I got the full-spectrum... Telephone. Still not telling me what company. I don't know. I don't want to say the company, first of all. Why? Blow them up. <laughs> and second of all, I can't remember the <laughs> I can't remember what it is. But if you're looking for paranormal, we are an affiliate with Ghost Shop. <laughs> Which the link is down in the description. <laughs> yes, we are affiliated with them. We should figure out a way to put a commercial in uh, our stream for them. We're not sponsored. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Andy. I I agree. (laughs) But me and Jim, we're we're, we're on the same page. We know. That's okay, Jim. She knows. Somebody screws me over. I'm I'm blasting them. (laughs) Yeah. All right, we are 21 minutes in, and we haven't even started. Hey, you know, because we're in good company. We got it. Oh, yeah, I love talking to these guys. So, Eli, uh, uh, pat on the back. You and uh, Lindsay had a really good show yesterday. And Alyssa. Yes. Alyssa was up. Yes, she she was uh, the main guest. Yeah. You guys did awesome. I didn't, I was sleeping for most of it, but I did hear like the last part of it and stuff. <laughs> yeah, see, freaky, I'm, I'm going after them all. <laughs> Isn't that sad? <laughs> Isn't that sad, Andy? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but we found out. It's a lot easier and faster if we use a third-party shipper. Well, through Amazon, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, because they don't know. <laughs> Amazon Prime is like in the know. They're like, can't ship it up there. I mean, I bought I tried to buy a shirt and they're like, well, I forget what they say when they uh, this product cannot be allowed to ship up there or something because they look no, they don't ship internationally. Yeah. <laughs> because it's most of it when it comes through, it, you know, it's crossed the Canada border into Alaska. So they consider it international shipping. <laughs> it's like um, last I knew, Alaska was part of the, you know, the lower 48s as well, you know. Uh, right now on August 17th. That's oh. uh, Nicole's birthday. Yeah. 17th. Nicole. I got to get a book. Birthday. Yeah, like, like a, yeah. So I know. Well, we got all these erasable calendars. This is true. They <laughs> <laughs> got like three calendars, and, and she doesn't use any of them. Yeah, uh, the three big ones. I I start out using them. You haven't touched that thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, shall we get into the stories, guys? Should we? Should we? So Hold on, one more, one more time, in case it. Um, if anybody can grab Midnight Paranormal's link and drop it in chat, I greatly appreciate that. Hold on. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not what I want to do. It, it does sound bad for you. <laughs> Trying to see what picture. Okay. There he is. I got it. All right. Shadows is going to drop Midnight Paranormal's link in chat. If anybody wants to. Hey, Pammy. Pammy, good morning. Okay, I am subscribed. Yes, I better be. What? Hello, guy, Nit Tech Savvy. I don't know drop links. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You should be able to. All right. Let me click on it. Open link in a new tab. And boom. Midnight Paranormal, you just got another <laughs> subscriber. Hi, Jim. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. I just figured before he starts, or so he could stop asking, I figured I'd do it. Oh, you're welcome. Not a problem. I just hit that subscribe button to you. All right, so the first story we're going to talk about, like I said, is the ghost of Slaughterhouse Canyon. Danielle sent me this link, and of course, if anybody wants to send me any links to any, whether it be paranormal, UFO, cryptid, you know the routine, whatever uh, we talk about here. Sorry, Eli. Eli's hurting. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, send it to, oh, thank you, thank Midnight. You, send it on over to Shadows of the Moons with an S at Yahoo.com. Gordon. They can send it to uh, chaos or waste 12 at gmail.com gmail or any one of our social media contact spots. Yep. And we'll definitely share on the stream. If you've had one personally, definitely um, send us the story of what happened. We will share that. We can have you up on the panel, whatever we're talking about that day. And, um, also, if you send in a story and want to stay anonymous, let me know in the, the letter, and we'll definitely keep you anonymous. I, I think with 
Pammy was trying to say when she came in was hello guys. I don't know how to draw points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. So the ghost of Slaughterhouse Canyon, the gold rush, and this is in Arizona, by the way. The gold rush during the 1800s brought us much sickness, tragedy, and death to fortunate seekers as they as it did riches. Many gold seekers fell victim to disease, accidental death, and extreme disappointments in return for their sacrifice. The ghost turns from disappointment to darkness and has managed to put Blana's Canyon, more commonly known as Slaughterhouse Canyon, on the map of paranormal travels. Blana's Canyon is situated just southeast of Kingman, Arizona. It was during the 1800s that a family lived in the canyon in a small wood shack. The husband was a dreamer and wanted nothing more than to provide a better life for his wife, Luna, and their children. He would venture off to the mountains in search of gold and food for his family. The only food that the small family had to eat was the what the man would bring home from his gold hunting expeditions. The man would leave and not would, would not return for two weeks at a time. He always returned and his family always ate, but all the good things came to an end. One day the husband kisses his family goodbye and rode off on the back of a mule once again to provide for his family, and unfortunately, it would be the last time his family would see him. Yes, Pammy. Chaos is Eddie. That's me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, the man became another victim of the gold rush tragedy. His wife waited for her husband for many days after his expected return and soon realized that something was terribly wrong. The food started to dwindle until there was none left. The mother and her children soon would begin to starve. Without food and without her husband, Bulana began to slip into madness. Her children became pale and weak. They were constantly begging for food, but the mother had none to give. Each day that passed pushed the mother closer and closer to the brink of insanity until eventually she snapped. Unable to cope with the reality of watching her starve, children starve to death, she murdered them and then cut them into small pieces. It is also said that she took the time to put on what her white wedding gown before the hor horrific act. When the mother had finished the horrible deed, her white wedding gown and the walls of the tiny wood shack were painted with the blood of the children. The woman then carried what was left of her children down to the edge of the river and tossed them in. She clapped in a blood-soaked blood heap and began to wail loudly for her children. Good morning, Ron. Morning, Ron. Um, she was overcome with sadness and guilt. She remained on the river bank and continued to scream and wait until the next morning when she would succumb to her starvation herself. She died crying for the children that she had murdered, but they were doomed to die anyway. Many claim that the whales can still be heard within the canyon. On a quiet night, it is said that anyone brave enough to venture into the canyon can hear the whales and sobs of the heartbroken and psychotic mother. The wailing of Luana's Canyon is more than just an urban legend, according to ones who have heard the creepy calls of the murderous mother. Is Luana Canyon's haunted by the restless and disturbed spirit of a mother gone mad? Definitely one for the books to check out. Now, did it say any... Did I miss what? No, actually, we just started uh, late a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. Oh. Camera off. It's freaky's fired. Freaky's fired. Freaky's fired. 
<laughs> he didn't tell us it was 10 30. <laughs> see how you are freaky now he wanted us to stay in it he wanted to see the walls melt melt today through our eyes yeah <laughs> um it didn't say to you where in that story how old the kids were right no but i'm thinking that they were quite young yeah because uh freaky brought up a good point he, he asked the question when you're reading he says what the, the dad didn't teach your kids how to hunt i'm thinking that they were quite young well, that's probably why mom was able to kill them. I'm sure if they were teenagers or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And you got that red spot on right where the magnet sits. You don't see it. Apparently, every time I have a red spot, I don't put the thing on tight. I don't know. So the five creepiest urban legends that happen to be true. You ready? Yeah, I'm just trying to kind of figure out how our urban legend is true. Oh. The dead body under your freaking mattress. <laughs> the legend. A couple... Oh, I'm going to turn my camera back on. <laughs> oh, see? A couple uh, checks into a hotel. This is the legend part. But a couple checks into a hotel and have put up with a full foul odor in their room all night. They call the staff to complain and somebody figures out the stench is coming from the bed. Now, there's no way that that scenario is going to have a good ending. <laughs> You're almost hoping at that point it'll turn out the last guest just got drunk and pooped behind that board. But no, the staff takes off the mattress and discovers the couple have been sleeping over the rotting body of a dead girl who was, had been stuffed in the box spring. Oh, stuffed in. I was going to say, how could you not feel a lump like that underneath your mattress? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're enjoying it, Midnight. Yeah, Midnight's saying he's uh, enjoying the, uh, the Oh, stream. good. I'm glad. Thank you. I had explained what you was doing to the physical therapist. He's Asian. He said his country, they are working with magnets. Oh, because of the mag. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> So the truth is this actually happened in Las Vegas, also Kansas City, Missouri, Atlantic City, New Jersey, and several times in Florida and California. Holy crap. And well, let's just say that in or under the bed in a hotel room seems to be a fairly popular destination for the recently deceased. They're all prostitutes. It makes sense <laughs> if you think about it. The closest the closet and under the bed are the two most popular places to hide just about anything. So it's not surprising how a lot of corpses end up there as well. No, that is a lot of, it's, you know, that is surprising. And he says my chick bounced, so he's not enjoying this stream. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I don't even have a chicken account. <laughs> In fact, the odds are pretty good that at least one guy, once a guy has killed a prostitute, tried to stuff her under the bed only to find out there was already a body there. Wow. The strangest part isn't that the bodies wind up in such terrible places. Killers often aren't the type to plan ahead. No, the strange thing is almost every story people will sleep part of, or in many cases, the entire night on top of the corpse before reporting it. 
That's the strange truth. Most people know we will claim plane if they detect someone might have smoked a cigarette in the room for four months or in the room four months ago. Not these people. They sleep <laughs> inches above an oozing, heaping, rotting human flesh rather than inconvenience the hotel manager by asking for a new room. Well, where are these people? Because of the fact that I <laughs> people complain all the time. Pam, you read a story like that where a, a kid killed his neighbor and stuffed it under a waterbed mattress. Yeah, see? Or at least we hope sleeping is all they did on that bed. <laughs> oh, man, can you imagine dying and then the first thing that happens is some middle-aged couple starts poking, porking over you? Ew. <laughs> Hopefully they got at least a free continental breakfast out of the ordeal. Not the dead guy. The I, I know couple. who you're talking about. <laughs> Like, well, you better give me more than a pretty continental breakfast. <laughs> you know what? That's housekeepers that are getting fired. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but then now, he must have been. They, I wonder if they were drugged or something, because obviously there's no blood anywhere. Right, right. See, they probably strangled. Probably, most likely. Uh, Ron said we might have a new uh, sub. Oh, cool. His doctor. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's gross, Andy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Jim. Now there's a tip for any serial killer. Hide them in the box springs, right? That's just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Now, I've heard this one before, the Funhouse Mummy. <laughs> a prop at a carnival was discovered not to made of a, a usual combination of paper mache and carny spit, but human skin and, skin and bones. All the little kitties at the haunted house had been poking and giggling at a real mummified dead body. The truth is apparently the smell wasn't coming from the convict manning the corn dog station. <laughs> Back in 1970, this is funny. Uh, back in 1976, the camera crew filming an episode of the Six Dollar Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah, he's only worth six bucks back then. <laughs> to began to set up the haunted house in New Pike Amusement Park in Long Beach, California. Welcome, Planet Norca. Hey, Planet Norca, how are you? Welcome. As they were moving aside a hanging man prop, they accidentally knocked off its arm and discovered a human bone inside. Meow Gamer, thank, thank you. you for the follow. Sorry, didn't mean to yell, guys. <laughs> Ron, that was wrong on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> so as they were moving the hanging man, the, they discovered human bones. Well, bionic, this poor sap wasn't. The story gets stranger. The body was actually that of a criminal mastermind, Elmer McCurdy, who was killed in a shootout after robbery, robbing a train in 1911. The princely sum old Elmer got killed for $46 and a jug of whiskey. McCurdy was embalmed by the local undertaker, and apparently the guy was so darn pleased with his work that he propped up the corpse in the funeral home as evidence of his skills. People were charged five cents to see the corpse, which they paid by dropping a nickel in the cadaver's mouth. Ew. Remember? Ew. Then how does he retreat? I don't want to know. Remember that little bit of history the next time someone turns their nose up at you for liking Hostel 2. Think if it can't get any stranger? 
Oh, you're bull. After several years of ranking in the nickels, however, exactly, see, they, they thought of it too. However, exactly how these coins were retrieved after being dropped in the corpus's mouth is something probably best left for the imagination. Our enterprising undertaker scheme was ruined by McCurdy's brothers when McCurdy's brothers showed up to claim him. Of course, these guys weren't his brothers at all, but wild, wily carnival promoters. From that point on, McCurdy's mummy went on a morbid mystery tour all around America, popping up at carnivals all over the country before finally coming to rest in Long Beach, California. McCurdy is now buried in Oklahoma because McCurdy, McCurdy apparently had the most entertaining corpse in history. They prevented anyone else from taking him on tour by dumping concrete on top of the casket. Well, because he is the most famous carnival attraction. We're just going to bury him in Oklahoma. Yep. <laughs> right, Andy? I hear you. Yeah, like Freaky said, though, back then, $46 was a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Eli's over there mooning people. Ron already mooned. Oh, of course, Ron. No, that's that, what Ron does. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's pretty Mr. Mooner. But yeah, I know, right? He's a mooner. He's a mooner. But yeah, I don't want to know how he got those nickels out of the cadaver. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Yeah, I don't think I want to know either. So no. they, so they were putting the nickel in, in his mouth. In the cadaver's mouth. To go and, and you know, just look at it. To look at him, yes. Well. Crazy people back then, man. I mean, <laughs> crazy people today do far maybe, more. But maybe around the backside of it, he had a flap that he could open up and pull him out. That's still not. <laughs> no, I don't want to know. Who's Bubbles? Hey, Bubbles Pop. Oh, oh, Haley, how you doing, hon? I didn't even see that. I didn't even see it. You pop in. right in. You are sneaky. You're a ninja. <laughs> no kidding. Thanks for the heads up there, midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh. I hope everybody's doing well. <laughs> so the next one is called the Curio Curiously Realistic Decoration. What was thought to be your typical charming Halloween decoration, depicting a lynched woman hanging from a tree, turns out to be genuine suicide. Oh, thank you, Midnight. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, Bubbles. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so in the town of Fredekra. So this is supposed to be a hanging witch? Just a hanging woman. Oh, just a hanging woman. All right. Delaware, a 42-year-old woman, perhaps distraught by the fact that she lived in Delaware, hung herself from a tree near a busy road on Tuesday night. The body managed to hang there until the next day and was viewed by many unwitting or perhaps um, not-so-smart spectators before someone realized it wasn't a decoration and finally called the police. Once again, it's a lack of um, complaints from passers-by that amazes us. Even if the hanging thing wasn't a body, it's something that looked exactly like one and would consider it an extremely distasteful Halloween decoration. 
unless she put a wacky witch's costume before she did the deed. With the political correctness day of days, you would have expected that two special city council meetings and 30 letters to the editor within the first 10 minutes of someone seeing it. That's true though, right? We can't help but wonder if the person who eventually called the police hadn't bothered how much longer the body would have hung there. This happened five days before Halloween. Add five days of decomposition to the equation and suddenly you have something that's a whole lot more terrifying. Also, did the woman plan this? She knew what time of year it was and intentionally hung herself in a public place. Did she want her corpse to blend in with the bed sheet ghosts and stuffed witches around the neighborhood? So she did this in the middle of town? Yeah, apparently. Well, at least by a busy highway. And nobody's seen her getting ready to hang herself. No. Wow. No. Talk about so that's crazy. A, Can you imagine? Oh my god, you talk about turning a blind eye. Wow, that looks really realistic. <laughs> oh, I wonder which store made that. <laughs> I know they did a really good job. What they even made her eyes bulge out. <laughs> wow, a Halloween stunt goes wrong in the last surprising way possible, or in the least surprise. Read, write, Missy. Right read. Right read. The legend, the teenager managed to prove the Halloween show that he's in, he's in the ultimate finale when pretending to hang himself in front of the audience. And then he actually hangs himself. Oops. While defiances of Frederick, I was going to say, does this happen in the same place? Now that's weird. If it, The fine citizens of Frederick was discussing discussed were perhaps a bit slow on the uptake. The people involved in this hanging-related legend are on a dipshit honor roll, mainly because it happened once more. Oh, my God. It is the same town. This is the same town. Oh, my God. So That's true, Jim. People are too busy to notice things. So just so you guys know, do not go to this town. <laughs> Frederica? My lips aren't going to say it. My mouth is just not going to say it right. But it's in Delaware. Don't go to Delaware. Stay out of Delaware. <laughs> if it starts with a Fred, don't go. You might end up dead. <laughs> that was a knee slapper. Yeah, that was a really <laughs> bad... Uh... <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Wow. Yep. Eli's buying himself more time and not getting it. Yep, no Delaware, exactly. So... Yes, people have repeatedly tried to pull off this imitation hanging for a Halloween show. Forget to include the imitation part and went ahead and accidentally killed themselves. Yes, they were pretty much teenage males. Hi. Yeah. You're not a teenager, so don't worry about it. I wasn't one time. (laughs) (laughs) In one instance, an entire working gallows was built for a show with a victim secured by a harness so he'd stop just short of actually being hung. Take a wild guess on how that turned out. Now, real quick before it disappears, yeah. uh, Ron, Ron says uh, there's a kid that hung himself in his front yard at Halloween. Parents and cops didn't know about it for two days. How do you not see your own kid hanging there? That Yeah. 
Well, yeah. that's why midnight, because everybody keeps hanging themselves. A lot of hot, haunted places to check out in Delaware. Delaware's the main state. Lots of haunted places to check out. Well, obviously, people keep hanging themselves there. <laughs> Just be careful for Enrique. It, it, be very extremely careful if somebody says, hey, want to participate participate in this show? <laughs> and he says, Delaware, I can't afford Tupperware. <laughs> so, um, now, you know, we're just thinking aloud here, but if we're standing on a gallows, fake or not, with a rope around our neck, we'd want to take an extra few precautions. Yeah, you know, like one, make sure the rope is like really frayed. Yeah. So if you do happen to fall, your body weight will snap that last bit of rope. Yeah, for example, and again, just blue sky. Maybe don't use real rope that is tied into a real noose that is wrapped around your real neck in a way that can really kill you. Perhaps the saddest thing about the story was how completely unnecessary the whole thing was. You know, and it's true. This is just, I mean, it's almost morbid. Right. It's yeah, like, I know. Why would uh, it, it? It almost sounds like they wanted to commit suicide and tried to play it off as a, it was accidental, right? That way, nobody would actually try to stop them, knowing that they wanted to commit suicide. I'm sorry to hear that, Andy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I just noticed so What's that about? It's about loving yourself, man. <laughs> Self love. <laughs> It's about, you know, dealing with depression and anxiety and, and, and getting yourself to that better, you know. <laughs> I, I do life coaching, so, you know, I, you know. Midnight says you can't afford to pay attention. Right? <laughs> I hear that. I'm the same way. No, especially since this unemployment stop, I'm pretty screwed. <laughs> so... This comes from, does it say, no, don't. Oh, Nicole says that the son of my niece hung himself last year and she found him. Damn, that's, that's, yeah, that's not good. I'm sorry to hear that, Nicole. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly, Ron, not what you're thinking, Freaky Geek. Um... (laughs) So, I guess somebody is uh, committed to his or her eternal rest in place, even though they aren't quite ready to take their final dirt nap. Scratch marks are later found on the coffin lid, along with other desperate signs of escape. So, this not only happened, but back in the day, it happened with alarm and regular. Of course, that's why they made the bell. In the late 19th century, William Tubb tried to compile all the incidents instances of premature burial from medical sources of the day. He managed to collect 219 cases of near premature burial, 149 cases of actual premature burial, and dozen cases where dissection or embalming had begun not yet on a begun on a not yet deceased body. Oh. Oh. Now, this may seem ridiculous, but keep in mind that this is an era before doctors such as the esteemed Dr. Gregory House gained his ability to solve any ailment within 42 minutes. 
If you went to the doctor with the flu in those days, he'd likely cover you in leeches and prescribe you heroin to suppress your cough. Their only method for determining a person has died was to lean over the face and scream, wake up! <laughs> over and over again. If you didn't react, they buried you. <laughs> that just, wow. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, safety coffins aren't in vogue anymore. So if you are in the cemetery and hear a muffled voice calling out, okay, guys, joke's over, let me out, it might be a good idea to inform someone with a shovel quickly. Of course, the last sentence was merely, merely fictitious. There's no way something like this could still happen today. Hi, Paranormal Circle. Hey, Paranormal Circle. Did yeah, you, I know. Wake up. <laughs> did, did, did you read what Andy wrote? His legs just explode. Nope, stop. Start up. Oh. Many years ago, opposite. My uh, mother-in-law's place, a poor, poor, a poor boy hung himself. The son found a few days later and made the huge mistake of cutting the rope. When the old guy hit the floor, his legs just exploded from where all the fluids had. Oh, God. That would be nasty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Can you imagine the smell? Mm. Oh, well, except the story about ovens. We... Oh, thank you, Lisa. A Venezuelan man waking up during his autopsy. On second thought, you might want to consider adding a line to your will that states if you're buried with a gas power auger in your casket when you go. So right. you can get out. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Lisa says she, she looks forward to our streams. Oh, thank you, Lisa. That's so sweet of you. So, yeah, I mean... So when did they think about using the mirror method to see if they were breathing? I don't know, but the guy went when I worked overnight. The guy came in to do my mom's that brings up that memory. And the guy came in he came to, in do to do my, her mom. What is it? Oh, weatherization. When they check all the windows and everything, and because I worked overnight. I slept all through them <laughs> doing it, and he kept saying, I'm going to get a mirror because is she alive? Is she breathing? Because I didn't wake up. Freaky wants to know if the fumes from the auger in a tight place like that wouldn't kill you anyways. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You do it really fast. Well, it had to be a really small auger because there's no way you can point it up. Yeah, no it. doubt. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm going to hurt myself more than anything. <laughs> well, I'm already here. I'm dead now. <laughs> Hello. Goodbye. Wake up. Thank oh, you, Paranormal. Thank you, Paranormal Circle. <laughs> That's crazy shit. That's all I know. That's some crazy stuff. And I got to hear about kind of stuff like this all day long. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is all about crash hand. Wouldn't it have been easier just to hit him? Like smack him in the face? You, you think if they're alive, you're going to smack somebody in the face, they're going to wake up. You would think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. No, I mean, that, well, yeah, wait, I wouldn't yell at him. Wouldn't that suck if it was a dead a deaf person? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. What if you're, oh, my God. 
They should take needles or something and poke them. Poke. Very bad, right. Freaky Geek. All right, Freaky Geek. Very bad. Yeah. Yes. If the person's deaf, I, I don't think screaming hello or wake up is going to help. help. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Not going to lie. <laughs> didn't even think about that. So this person writes in and says, there wasn't much about 2015 that didn't completely suck. Sounds like 2020. My, <laughs> ma- my marriage was falling to pieces. My spouse had grown cold and indifferent. Our son hadn't been um, diagnosed with autism yet, but he was still a toddler. Um, he, but we knew there was something off about him. We knew something was wrong. By the summer, I'd moved my belongings into a guest quarters, and that became my bedroom. It was the beginning of the end for the two of us in a bitter denial or possibly waiting for the other to end it first. A 5 a.m. alarm got me up for work every day, every weekday morning, and I spent most wakeful moments trying to find a way out of a dump truck driving and construction. My, my spouse was less than supportive. I didn't have the funds for college. I was too busy to learn. Uh, I was too busy to learn a new trade or skill. Once in a while, I'd come up with a cool sketch or painting. Sometimes I'd write poem from people, write a poem for that people appreciated. But it what I didn't have the talent or skill to replace the earnings of my day job. So every weekday, it was a ten to twelve hour shift of double clutching a tandem axle mat. I'd haul a flatbed I'd haul a flatbed trailer with heavy equipment for paving crew to get the mortgage. Get the mortgage and bills paid. The second Friday of June didn't seem any different from any other weekday. It was a payday. I planned on spending time with my little one, putting them to bed and getting into a cheap bottle of whiskey before passing out in the guest room. For the time being, I was still on the clock and getting ready for my last run. My foreman, Mike, asked me to a special favor to take an overload, overloaded flatbed a few miles down the road. Normally, I would have said no, but I like Mike. I didn't want to argue, and I just wanted to wrap up the day and start my weekend. And we've all done that. Yeah. Just like, okay, you know. Let's just get it over with. My worst case scenario, I thought, was an overload fine from a DOT officer. The crew loaded a paver, a skidster, a roller onto a flatbed trailer designed to hold two-thirds of the combined weight of all that equipment. Everything was already chained down. I told the guys I'd see them in the yard after I hooked up all hooked up the trailer. I eased off the clutch and into first gear. I could feel the Mack truck struggle to pull the overloaded flatbed trailer. I got to my first pl- pit traffic light. That's without... why you buy a Peterbilt. Huh? That's why you buy a Peterbilt, not a Mack. <laughs> <laughs> I got to my first traffic light without demolishing the dump truck stopped ahead of me only because I began to downshift and brake well ahead of time. I realized my seatbelt was off and I tried to put it on, but it wouldn't budge. The light turned green, the sky opened up, and torrential downpours pissed all over everything in sight. That damn green light. I know, it did it all. I started driving, but kept the rig 10 miles per hour below the posted speed limit, convinced that that would keep me safe. Thank you for the follow, MW3 Pro Player times two. Thank you so much for the follow. Yes, thank you. Um, I started driving, but kept the rig 10 miles it would keep him safe. 
a pass, I passed a quarry on my left. That was the fast version. That's right. And began my descent down a steep grade on the top of my stop. I got part, got part of the way down the uh, ominous hill and the traffic was stopped ahead in the distance. I gently applied the brakes, but the truck's tires started skidding off the wet road. The trailer began to jackknife over the double yellow lines into oncoming, oncoming motorists. I eased off the brakes, regaining control of the trailer, and reapplied them. The same thing happened. All the while, I'm still moving towards stop traffic, going 30 miles an hour downhill with a combined vehicle weight easily exceeding 60,000 pounds. The old country... Where did it go? Okay, the old country road had one lane, it like scrolled way up on me. The old country road lane had headed downhill, one lane headed uphill. My shoulder, no shoulder or nothing but trees on either side. As a last ditch effort, I pulled the parking brake and started stabbing at the brake pedal. Crashing a commercial truck is almost always fatal for the drivers. Not having a working seatbelt really wasn't helping my odds. The cars stopped ahead were now less than two tractor trailer lengths away, and I couldn't stop the truck. I thought about my wife. I remember being in love with her before we started hating <coughs> each other. I thought about my son. I thought about the people stopped ahead and their families. I thought about how much I was going, it was going to suck dying in a dump truck from colliding into the trees on the side of the road. A collision was ine inevitable, and there was no way in hell I was going to allow innocent motorists to get killed. My last run had turned into a suicide mission. Being a non-religious heathen, I thought perchance there may be something close by, some ghost that watches over truckers and bikers, some spirit perhaps inhabiting those woods. I called out to it, make it quick. That was my first and final prayer to whatever spirits inhabited that forest. I didn't see any fucking way possible that I'd survive. What I do next, and I didn't want to linger in agony following the crash. I just wanted my death to be swift. I turned the steering wheel away from the traffic and into the woods. As soon as my front wheels leave the pavement, the bumpy wooded train shook me violently, throwing me into the world of hurt like I'd never known. As an at-risk teen, I, I'd been jumped, hit with a chain and bats. I'd been beaten mercilessly by my bastard of a father as a child. Nothing I experienced could prepare me for the beating the inside of that truck put on every inch of my body. Welcome, G-Smoke. Hey, G-Smoke. How you doing, hon? Good to see ya. The trailer snapped off and headed into another portion of the woods. The truck rode, rode into the forest with me as its hostage, mowing down vegetation, leaving hunks of metal all about the tree branches of the forest fought back against this hostile diesel-powered invasion. I gripped the real wheel for dear life while smacking all the all about the console, the control panel, the shifter, and feeling every abrasive texture grinding away at my flesh. The truck hit a big bump, then sent me head first into the ceiling. Blood went everywhere. Then it hit a dip and skidded to a violent stop. A terrible pressure pushed into my chest. I thought I was having a heart attack. Somehow I didn't go flying through the glass as the horrifying ordeal came to an abrupt halt. As I quickly as the crash ended, so did that awful blow to my chest. I exited the smoldering wreck that once was a sturdy Mack truck. I was covered in blood and had what seemed like a sheet of plastic or grocery bag perhaps stuck to my head. It wasn't a grocery bag hanging off my head. I didn't realize it at the moment, but my scalp had partially degloved. 
It peeled right off my noggin. My skull exposed and blood pouring out all over me. It was hanging off the side of my head. All right, details, guys. <laughs> I imagine much more like, yeah, I'm not even going to say that. It must have happened when I had the feeling in the chicken too. What hurt more than anything at the moment was my chest. I couldn't have, it couldn't have been the steering wheel. It wasn't a heart attack. I didn't know what it was that kung fu the ever living shit out of my sternum. I was just glad I was still alive. No, for he he wasn't decapitated. He 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 was scalped. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Only moments later, I was getting into a sea collar strapped to the backboard and loaded on the ambulance by my paramedics. My Blitz t-shirt, my favorite fucking punk rock shirt, was blood-soaked and sheared off of me by the medics. They took my vitals and asked questions meant to gauge my level of consciousness. Then for a moment or two, they fell silent. Am I going to make it? I joked as I turned my head to see both medics staring at my sternum, mouths agape and eyes bugged out in bewilderment. After a second, they assured me everything would be fine and continued with routine measure during medical transport. I thought about the day's events at the hospital. I got doped up by the docs, got my scalp stapled and bandaged, excuse me, and got admitted to my room. I thought about my terrible judgment, the last minute decision, the dying man's prayer and the blow to the chest while crashing somehow, not flying out to the windshield. I thought about it all in my hospital room. I stood bare-chested before a mirror, gazing at my bruises. Across my chest, spanning about 12 inches in length, was a deep purple mark in the shape of a giant ghostly hand. I was going to say a handprint. That gave me chills. I don't know about you guys, but that freaking gave me chills. Well, he said, you know, if you're going to do it, do it, do it, do it, it fast. Yeah, make it swift. And he did. He reached up and held him in place. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Well, uh, what show is that? Because, uh, you, you know, when when uh, a spirit scratches you, mm-hmm. it, it takes a little bit, and all of a sudden you're like, did something scratch me? It's starting to burn. Right. And what, what happened with him, he was instantaneous. He said, holy shit. Yeah. And they were wild. Like the welt, I've never, it's um, called, I forgot which one I was watching, but The Haunted. It's with Prozac, Stephen Shippey. If you ever watch his programs on crime, um, the welts, I mean, the welts were like Wide. They were wide. They weren't normal handprints or scratch marks. I mean, the welts, and it was weird because it was like, let me see if I can draw it real quick. Yep, here comes the stick figure. <laughs> like the marks. If you, oh, can you see no, that? You okay, can't see that. I can't see it. Hold on. They look like hooks. Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. It was like his, well, this was around his neck. But there's three Coming of them. this way. Wasn't there three of them? Yeah. But they were huge. Yeah, it's like it, it, it gripped uh, by his one ear and swiped all the way around. Yeah. Like, like he was literally trying to cut his head off. It was no, like, man. 
I mean, seriously. I mean, if it was a man, it had been like a 10-foot tall man. Yeah, it, it was powerful. Yeah. And I mean, you could tell when it hit him, he immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they, they were uh, long enough, deep enough, and wide enough. It looked like it was trying to literally rip his head off. Right. Now, do you guys know about the crying boy? I'm sure Andy might, being over there in the UK there. And not a damn yank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Even bigger than Clyde. Yeah. Right turn, Clyde. He didn't say right turn. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody said right turn. <laughs> so there's different versions of the crying boy. Right? Eli's crying. Don't cry, Eli. <laughs> Do you curse people? That's what the crying boy painting does. Yeah, exactly, Andy. I know. that's There's a lot of them. There's different, you know, versions of it or whatnot. Okay. So, if you don't know what the crying boy painting is. The Curse of the Crying Boy painting first came to light in 1985. English tabloid The Sun ran an article about the Rotherham Rotherham? Did I say it right? Did I say it right? Rotherham house fire caused by a frying, frying pan. Is that like a frying pan? See, this is where I turn to Andy. <laughs> when it comes, anything comes out of the UK or, you know what I mean? Hey, you learn something new every day, and I love it. Despite the entire downstairs of the home being burned, the couple's print of the crying boy remained untouched. As long as it's not rotten, him. That's true. <laughs> I don't curse you, Andy. I don't. Oh, make me have well, I no, cursed him? I don't curse him, but I cuss at him. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, it remained untouched. The homeowner's brother, Peter Hall, a firefighter, said he had found a number of crying boy prints also unscathed in the ruins of other fires that he'd extinguished. <laughs> this, sparked, this sparked a firestorm of Me Too stories, all claiming that they have suffered disastrous fires since purchasing the painting, leaving the crying boy unharmed. Yeah, I, I thought so, Andy, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> the Crying Boy was actually one of a series of Kitsy's mass-produced art that was popular among the working-class communities of England. The paintings were signed by G. Braglin, a pseudonym used by a Spanish painter named Bruno Amido, also known as Franchot Seville. Other Crying Boy paintings created by the Scottish artist Anna Zinkerson around the same time, were also considered cursed. The cursed was gender-neutral. Gender Some of the paintings featured girls crying. All right. Here are... Oh, I have to share my screen. Duh. Duh. It's just one of them duh moments. Yeah. I have a lot of those. They all know. 
Did you hear her voice? That's Bobby and Bruce. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I thought I heard a voice talk when you, it could have been you bumping or something. I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. A series of mysterious house fires broke across England. There was Bruce and Bobby. Not Bobby and Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> These days later, and they're still... I know. What a story, I'm telling you. So the stories of the crying boy paintings were all the same. A fire would break out in a home. Almost always explain an explainable accident like a kitchen fire or bad wiring and the crying boy paintings remained on charred walls completely unharmed by the fire rotherham fire station officer alan wilkinson claimed that he had personally logged 50 incidents of a crying boy's unharmed and otherwise disastrous fires through wilkinson didn't believe that there was anything supernatural about these occurrences his wife thought that the paintings were saved by the tears of the child Eventually, the stories of the fire morphed into general feelings of evil, like paintings moving or on its own or causing injuries. Some girls said of playing, placing a crying girl painting beside the crying boy, crying boy would negate the evil. That was a whole lot of crying in that. You just I know, right? According to unsourced, <laughs> unsubstantiated story by writer Tom Slemon, a Bregolian claimed the subject was an orphan street urchin he met in Madrid. A priest recognized the boy as Don Bonello, who watched his parents burn in a house fire. The priest recommended that the artist stay away from the child as everywhere he went, mysterious fires seemed to follow. Bergoglian allegedly adopted the boy, but when the mysterious fire destroyed Bergoglian's studio, the boy was accused of arson and he ran away. Seven years later, a car exploded in an accident. The driver burned beyond recognition. His driver's license found in the glove compartment read Don Bonello. The guy that adopted him? Or no, that was the, the child. Oh, the, the child. Yeah. I thought that was Bobby. Shut up. The son was happy to keep the panic alive. It sold more papers. When the story started to die down, the son offered to destroy the paintings, suggested that the will and it will end the curse. The son offices were soon filled, Florida the ceiling with crying boy paintings. Many of the Sun staff thought the editor, Calvin McKenzie, didn't really believe in the story, but someone tried to hang the crying boy in the offices. McKenzie turned white and demanded that the painting be removed, citing it as bad luck. The paper eventually set up a makeshift pyre and burned over 2,500 on Halloween of that year, claiming that the curse was lifted. But can a curse truly ever be lifted? I don't know if it happened in the movie we watched. True. <laughs> so, now, somebody, well, the link is down in the description, the BBC. Eli, that, that was nothing. I, I hear that all the time from her. Because he like, goes, Eddie been told? Because <laughs> she told me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so they tried burning it. And it wouldn't burn. 
depends upon whom or what the curse was placed upon. Uh, that's true, Freaky D. It's only on the internet. It's got to be real. That's right. It's on social media. It's true. <laughs> that is weird that the picture won't catch fire. fire. But that's right there. That's that, right there. That, that was what you did. Oh, oh, I'm hitting all kinds of wrong buttons. <laughs> that looks like that could be Photoshop, though. Oh, I, I mean, it just the flame ain't even starting to dissipate. What is it on a piece of coal? Well, the frame's starting to burn by the looks of it. Yeah, it's starting to burn a little bit. Oh, you know why it won't burn? Why? He's crying. It's a crying boy. Yeah, <laughs> his tears are. What the hell was that? I was, I was on where you're hitting all kinds of wrong buttons. <laughs> I looked down, I'm unmuted, my camera's off. <laughs> the black thing moving to the right, it's a person? That person? What black thing moving to the right? I don't know. Freaky guest. What's that black thing moving to the right? I think that's just a, how the a picture frame. There was a person there. Put it back up. Oh, my. I don't know where it went. Oh, God. Lord. <laughs> well, it might burn if it's coming from the inside. <laughs> is it? Are, are you looking on the picture frame itself, Ricky, or is it past the picture? Hold on. Let me share everything again. When you watch the picture burn. That's why if, if it's on the picture frame... It's turning black. Yeah. But there's a person <laughs> over here. I don't, I don't You'll see, see him. him. He'll come into focus. Or he'll come into frame, I mean. See? Oh, okay. I think he's just making sure that Not, fire don't yeah. spread. Yeah. No doubt. Is that what you're talking about, though, the, or, or were you talking about the chard? Oh, damn, Jim. No, that's a, it's actually a body that stepped into in the frame right there. Yeah, he's right there again, too. Yeah. I think he's just there to make sure that the, the fire doesn't get out of hand. Yeah. Is that what pre... I can't see chat right now. I'm pretty... He, yeah, because he says, okay, maybe... Was not sure if it was a body or a curtain. Oh, okay. Okay. But that is actually somebody that, that you can tell steps into frame. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a fireman, but somebody's there dressed in black. Right. Oh, no, Jim. Wow, you just having a hell of a morning. See, he was 30 minutes late for work. He didn't have breakfast. He didn't grab a lunch. He ain't got no Pepsi. 
quit, Jim. Go home. <laughs> so a fireman, men, men in black. Yes. And he said, precisely, Freaky. Those MIBs get everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last portion of the show, we're talking about... The Luska. You are. Why? Because Kirk was here this morning. And I don't know if he's still lurking because him and Joanne were both in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask him why he bought three contact cards. I can't Hey, Cassie. He's very scared of these cards. Guys. <laughs> well, you should be too. You don't even know what's on them. I don't. Has it even come up? No, I don't see it. It hasn't come up. What? <laughs> the the yeah, oh, the pull thing. Yeah, yeah. No, not the pull. The cards. I've never seen anything about the cards. I just keep seeing about the pull. Okay, hold on. I'm only gonna do this once, so be ready, guys. <laughs> Oh, Kirk is lurking because he just, <laughs> just <laughs> felt like it. <laughs> Who, Freaky Geek? Wait, what? Wait, wait a minute. Oh, cards. Not, not them kind of cards. It's not mail. Oh. Hold on. I got to find it because I'm new to this. Right? So I got to find... Right. Yeah, because that's the scary part. We have no. Uh, what is that, Eddie? You can see a woman. No. <laughs> These are cards that are going to be used against us. <laughs> oh come on, where is it? Oh, maybe if I look under. Oh, that's what it was uh, talking about. Nicole's already got her birthday card from Andy, but she's not allowed to open it until the 17th. Oh, <laughs> that's bullshit, man. All right, here we go. This is whoever gets it. There's only four packs that are free. Um, Sid's got one. He got the first one. But so there's three other packs. Are you ready, guys? I hate you. <laughs> if you click on the link, there's cards in these packs. That make us do weird, can make us do weird shit. And we have no idea what's on these cards. <laughs> oh, it did go over on Live. Okay, cool. You got to click the link. Yeah, well, it just popped up on, on my. The link that I just shared. I get, Somehow I'm going to feel like I'm going to regret this. <laughs> <laughs> you will wake up dead. <laughs> Lord. Let's see. Is anybody clicking the link? I don't know. It don't tell me until. Uh-oh. Oh, freaky. Freaky spotted it. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Jim. There you go. Okay, so talking about now that we got that scary moment out of the way, 
talking about the cryptozoologist cryptid legend of the week, I guess. Oh, right, Lisa's birthday now. Oh, August 19th. Freaky says, had I seen this when you first said it, he'd already have done it. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to, he's going to, He's going to be the one that gets the most wildest cards to make us do stuff. <laughs> and he's going to love every freaking minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. You ready? No. So the Legend of the Week is all about the Luska, the Blue Hole Mysteries in the Bahamas. So the Luska, let me see, do I have a picture of it? I should. Is the cross between, like, well, I wouldn't say it's the cross between. It's just variations of the stories. It's like a shark with an octopus. That would only be in the Alaska Triangle. No, it's in the Bahamas. <laughs> Damn it. And, you know, the deep blue holes. Yeah. They, know, they think it lives in there. Um, what the hell is that? Ah, <laughs> Joanne got one. Oh, God. <laughs> Why is it the sound working, though? The sound's supposed to work. Yeah, I'll I didn't check hear, into that. I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So those are our random gifts. Um, some of them are, uh-oh. What's that? What? <laughs> what did that just say? <laughs> English speaking room only. <laughs> I have something about you for dinner. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Who, we got to eat some funky shit for dinner? Who put, who put that up there? I don't know. I can see in a minute. I don't even know where to go to freaking look. Okay. I had no idea what the hell it said. Sit up, Pammy. Sorry, room okay. service came from and flew when I missed. <laughs> oh, Ron had a. Oh, Ron's got them. <laughs> Ron's got cards now, too? <laughs> so. Rod, you had a rare card, which is a secret voice. Apparently, there's just a secret voice, and it's secret because I don't know what the hell it said. We don't. I, I thought it was speaking in Chinese or something. So apparently, the cards and all that didn't get the idea that it's English speaking room only. <laughs> never got it's the not memo. listening to my chat. <laughs> No, it wasn't missing. So send a message read by read by a mysterious voice. What? <laughs> hey you for dinner. Hey. hey you for dinner. That's what he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that was a different language. It definitely was. <laughs> 
That's that, what you said in a different language. That was definitely a mysterious voice. <laughs> that shit's funny. Oh. Oh, cool. I can. Can I? Oh, I can give cards back. I didn't know that. No, you don't give them back. <laughs> what, the, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, I, I, cool. I, I'm, I'm getting scared. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing it didn't say we had to eat fur for and dinner. Like, after I get 10 of them, I can go in and I can have chaos to make it fair i'll let him do it because you can uh re-script the cards to do what <laughs> we can do things to each other like i can write like five cards no for you no and you can write five cards for me no i'm doing wacky shit no but i'll take suggestions no i know jimmy poor eddie bullshit no i'm putting this on loop no. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, she hates me. <laughs> she almost spit her coffee all over the computer. <laughs> all right, we got what? One more story to get through? Yes. All right. So, the loose got blue. Good story. All right, guys. <laughs> Do you see what I put up with people? <laughs> Eli on D Live chat. What? Are you serious? Is it that through Shadows D Live? Because I it might have been an accident. I've done that before. Well, it's kind of like Eli booted me off his panel last night. <laughs> Eli, you're not on the block list. There's no, you're not on the block list. Try to get back in there. Because I can't. I, I can't block anybody on, on her DY. Yeah, you're not on a list at all, Eli. I almost said Eddie because he wrote Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> it just like wasn't me. I haven't been on DLive all day. <laughs> yeah, you're not on the list. Yeah, I don't know how to maneuver through DLive, so <laughs> unless you have some funky name on here and it's not Eli. Okay, there he goes. He now he got he got it. Okay, he got it. So legend tells of a large creature called the Luska lurking in a blue holes throughout the Caribbean. Freaky geeks excited. Ah, uh, you got there, you dark. You're really. You guys are really scaring Eddie. Yeah. You know, Why are the sounds not up though? That's with. I think you know this is my last show. I'm retiring. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Oh, I know why. I get it. I get it. Meow. <laughs> oh, no, I'm used to YouTube. It's D-Line that I'm still a virgin at. <laughs> get a random card. Never seen the thing. It said that you were, you were excited. Yep. It, we it, saw it. It showed the big pussy cat. <laughs> Going, ah! 
That's my rendition. Did <laughs> you like that? Okay, so this is a cross between a shark and an octopus. Yes, it's lurking in the blue, ho- blue holes throughout the Caribbean. Blue, ho- blue, 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 blue holes <laughs> <laughs> are basically vertical caves or underwater sinkholes and are common around the islands of the Bahamas. On average, they're 100 to 120 meters deep with a large circular opening. The water in the opening of the oceanic blue holes appear cobalt blue. Imagine that. My favorite color in the world. In contrast to the surrounding seawater. The color of the water in the blue holes is due to the light waves, you know, coming in and see, you know, how it works. So, it's being quickly absorbed by the water and the only blue light is transmitted all the way to the bottom and reflected back by the sand. That's pretty cool. Some inland blue holes are darker in color and even muddy looking during to rotting vegetation in the holes. In the island of the Andros, the Bahamas has over 170 inland blue holes and 50 oceanic blue holes. That's a lot of holes. That's a lot of holes. Why is it called the Bahamas? It should be called Swiss cheese. Right? The color of the water, oh no, Andros is a large island in the Bahamas. The western side of the island is surrounded by the shallow waters of the Grand Bahamas Bank. On the eastern side, a large fringing reef runs along the shoreline where the water depths drop to about 35 meters, after which it drops off to a staggering depth of 1.8 kilometer into what is called the tongue of the ocean. More sightings of Luska have occurred in the oceanic blue holes around Andros more than anywhere else in the Caribbean. Perhaps there is some connect between the blue holes and the deep waters of the tongue of the ocean. Luska has been described, here you go, ready? As being 23 meters in length or larger. He don't need, he don't know 23 meters. What does that mean? Well, no, yeah. Oh, okay. Nine, it's about 70 feet, between 70 and 75 feet. Holy crap. Remember, there's a, just, it's three and a quarter feet in every meter. Okay. Some reports have indicated it may reach over 60 meters. <laughs> See, look, yeah. 80 foot. Yep. Um, in length, but all these are likely gross over-exaggerations and are disputed according to some scientists. Witnesses have described as being a multi-headed animal or shark-octopus cross. Many scientists speculate as a giant octopus or perhaps even a giant squid, which I could see if it was a giant squid having that shark-like appearance, only different because it's bigger. Yeah, kind of like a, a monkey head. Look, doesn't the um, giant squid have the fins that come out like that? In bigger pictures? I think, I think so. I think, yeah. I think that so is So I can squid. see them getting that mixed up with a shark octopus cross. Um, not that I ever want to meet this thing. I want to know how the hell the head sex. <laughs> So below is an image. Let me show you guys. T-M-I, Andy. <laughs> this is what they... Let me blow it up for you guys. That looks fake as hell. 
Well, yeah, it's not a picture, it's a drawing. But if you look, like, this could be the top of a shrimp, or not a shrimp. That's, yeah, that'd be... That's one scary-looking shrimp. (laughs) It could be the top of the squid with those fins coming out. No, that actually looks like a shark. I know, that's what they're saying. It's a mix between a shark and an octopus. I try to think of what they might have actually saw. If they saw the giant squid... With those fins coming out, just no, they don't. No, I, I see what you're talking about, but that just looks like the front end of a shark where he's got his. Yes, because never mind, you're not getting what I'm saying. It doesn't look like a damn squid. How's That's that? That's the drawing that they were trying to. De- never mind. Native <laughs> Islanders <laughs> say that the animal comes. I lied. She is drinking my beer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the animal comes to surface at night in search of prey and is said to be responsible for the disappearance of cave divers that have entered into blue holes and never returned. Cave diving is very dangerous, of course, and divers have died in these blue holes, but mostly due to inexperience and improper equipment. Luska is even said to have snatched hapless victims right off the beach and dragged them back into the blue holes. Most of the blue holes are largely unexplored, according to Kenny Broad, University of uh, Miami. Recently, recent exploration by divers for Na- National Geographic have found many fossils in these blue holes. A shell of an extinct sea turtle, a, never, a new unknown bird species. How the hell did that get there? This thing dragged it in there. Yeah, because you know, it just snatched her right out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> a freshwater crocodile thought only to exist in Cuba. And even human bones from ancient Lycanian people that may be from the 1500s. New environment, according to Brian Hendwork from National Geographic, is ideal for preservation because the salty, oxygen-free waters keep bacteria and fungi from decomposing the organic remains. Even boats have been found at the bottom of some of these organic or oceanatic blue holes. No evidence of a giant coelopod or any... Oh, no. (laughs) Eddie's eyes. Did you see Eddie's eyes? I heard that. (laughs) He said, what? But it doesn't tell you who. It just says somebody. No, it said Freaky Geek. Oh, I didn't hear. All I heard was somebody purchased one pack. (laughs) It said Freaky Geek. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) Um... Yeah, exactly, Andy. You never freaking know. <laughs> uh, so, but no evidence of a giant seal pot or any large creature ever found in any of these blue holes. Witness describe a large swirling motion or water bubbling underneath prior to an attack, and then the creature sucks down its hapless victims. Blue holes have steep walls that run down and open up to elaborate tunnels and caverns, which connects them to each other. That's how Nessie gets around, I'm telling you. That's how Nessie gets from over in Scotland to over to Ireland to UK, <laughs> gets to the, the um, <laughs> what's, what's, um, what is our lakes? The Great Lakes? The Great Lakes. That's how Nessie gets to our Great Lakes. That's why we have Chappie. The Lake Champlain monster. We that's not a great lake. 
No. Where's Lake? Where's Champlain? I don't know, but that's not a great lake. Here we go. Huron, Ontario, Erie. Superior. Superior. And Huron. And didn't I say that? <laughs> We're from this uh, area. We should know. Uh, Michigan, Erie, Superior, Huron, and Ontario. Yeah. I just know Ontario and Erie because those are the two that I'm by in New York. <laughs> but wait, is it called? Yeah, it's called Lake Michigan. Where's Lake Champlain? Because I know that's where Chappie is. Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Ron. Are you Ed? Eddie won't dance. Eddie can't dance. <laughs> you cry, never gonna say goodbye, never gonna tell a lie. And hurt you. And unfortunately, she's singing too. <laughs> I like getting rickrolled. <laughs> I'm only innocent when I don't get caught. <laughs> so, um, witness describe, like I said, a large swirling motion or water bubble. Uh, most inland ones experience a rise and fall of water, but no real current is generated. So they sneaky. Oceanic ones have particularly strong tidal poles, be very strong, creating a swirling or whirlpool action at the surface, like a suck action. Um, it's in this tidal action that is believed to be the source behind the mist of the attacking ant, attacking swimmers and drawing boats into the blue hole, then spitting them back out of the wreckage. Yet, it does not explain the eyewitness accounts of tentacles sweeping people off ashore. So, uh, Lake Champlain yeah. is a natural freshwater lake in North America. Okay. Mainly with, mainly within the borders of the United States. Um, it, I don't see exactly where it, location in New, in New York, Vermont. So, what's up there? Canada, yeah. Okay. Quebec in Canada. All right. All right. Just so you guys know what's up that way. Like, you can... <laughs> I'm... Thinking about New York, where I was in New York, so it's up that way. It's kind of like how messy you got from here to there. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> intrigued by the mysterious sighting of the Luska, members of the skeptical viewer sent divers down to investigate a blue hole in Andros. Their boat captain, Peter Douglas, and another boat captain, Rufus Timer, both claimed to have personally witnessed the Luska. Douglas described Luska as a brownish gray in appearance in over 50 or 40 to feet, 40 to 50 feet in length. The creature was said to emerge from a blue hole long enough for Douglas to see its tentacles, then withdrew back in. Your card worked. You made him disappear. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in the Skeptical Viewer Report, dated September 20th, 2009, they mentioned two readings on the sonar. The first appeared initially as part of the cave, dwell, cave wall and was large, but they do not give any details as to what happened. I speculate that this was a part of a cave wall. May have moved, and it was of a significant size. Well, what if UFOs were down there doing that manipulation wall thing, right? And this thing comes out through it. Maybe it's an alien. This could be easily of a large octopus as well. It does fit in their behavior of camouflaging themselves to fit in their environment. It's like they say it's in between 
Oh, you're doing, I see what you're doing. Eli, you, I was like, Nation's 13, what? It's because, yeah, it's an icon over on D-Live. But anyway, they say it's in between a cross between a shark and an octopus. Like the front part of it's a shark and the back of it's an octopus. It's got tentacles. Um, octopus, of course, can change color and texture to match their surroundings and can squeeze in the smallest cracks and crevices. Luska said to be said to be able to change color. So it's got the characteristic. Oh, did you, Andy? Andy showed Nicole Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so secondly, they reported something of a great size has gone through the tunnel, referring it to one of the tunnels that was a diver, that a diver was in. Is that a bull moon walking? Oh, they did change the whole. Oh, that's okay. I'm so confused. I'm not on my regular D live, so I can't put up shadows of the moon. My shadows of the moon. You still having nightmares, Nicole? That's that's some. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what is a Luska? Without going into details, it's a combination of an invertebrate and a vertebrae together would be unlikely due to, you know, psychological limitations imposed on the animal. Most scientists, as mentioned, believe the reports are based on a giant coelopod. A giant squid is discounted as a possible source of sightings in the water in the blue holes is not that deep compared to the deep water giant squids they are usually found in. So at this point, it seems the evidence points to a giant octopus, but I don't see where they get those fin-like things with the shark head proportion. The History Channel reported that Bluska existed in a report side of 60 meters. Its beak would be over one meter in diameter. Is this giant beak the source of the supposedly shark head portion? Of Aluska, do giant octopus even exist in the Bahamas? Until recently, the answer would likely have been no. But on January 18, 2011, evidence of the existence of a large octopus was discovered and reported by Jean Noel of Report News. A piece of octopus, beak, and part of a head washed ashore on Grand Bahamas Island. Dudley Bethel, an experienced fisherman, estimated the size of the beak. The octopus could be about 20 to 30 feet in length. That was supported by Clement Campbell of Department of Marine Services. Campbell also stated that it was the second report in six months of a large octopus. Local residents saw a 12-foot, 135-pound octopus floating on the surface in July. No details were provided for the specimen. Well, that's what they're saying, Freaky Geek, but I think they're seeing something else. Um, yeah, right, Andy? Definitely. But, you know, it would, it would definitely... It's crazy. I, I think they're just seeing, like, I don't know. But they're saying it's not deep enough for a large... Squid. It could be an octopus, but not a squid. 
It's crazy. So the evidence available seems to indicate that the large octopus is the sort of the Luska sightings, but no one has seen one in a blue hole. Although this does not mean that they don't exist, of course. You know, when underwater, you never know. It's unlikely that the octopuses are breeding in blue holes, given an exotic environment at the bottom of these blue holes due to the anaerobic bacteria and slow water exchanges in these holes. Female octopus tend tend to their eggs and ensure adequate water circulation over the eggs. This maternal behavior would likely increase the chance of someone discovering a female tending to her eggs. The strong tidal currents in some holes would not only would also not make a very ideal area for those eggs. So in conclusion, they say the mountain the mounting evidence seems to suggest that the Luska is just in indeed a giant octopus that somehow escaped detection until recently. Of course, the connection between Luska and a giant octopus is still speculation until more evidence surfaces about these octopuses and, of course, their connection to the blue holes. Now, they had... When was this? Um... Hold on one second, guys. On November 1896 evening, two men were bicycling along the shore near St. Augustine, Florida, when they saw a huge carcass. The Luska, a half-shark, half-octopus, man-eating cryptid, terrorized people around the Bahamas for decades. Did one corpse wash up near St. Augustine? Now, this is the corpse that they saw. Let's see. Maybe if I can figure out what the hell I'm doing. That's the corpse. Of the it's that was a giant optic. Ah. Oh. He said at first it was a giant op- octopus because it had um I really did read this. It had uh octopus like tentacles. But then he sat there and changed his mind. He said When Webb sent him more information, he said it was an octopus. The professor refused to personally observe the corpse and provided money or research to help preserve the body. He named the creature after himself Octopus Gigantus Vero. He changed his mind again after receiving tissue samples and said the body was probably a sperm whale's head. Webb preserved as many samples of the corpse as he could before the sea washed the body away. So what do you guys think? Do you think this really exists or are they seeing something, you know, like cryptids, most cryptids are, are they seeing, you know, different things? Again, like I've said about the, when it comes to cryptids, it's one of those things that, you know, the platypus was a cryptid at one time. Looks same size as the shape of my ex-mother-in-law. That's so wrong, Andy. 
Uh, from what I understand, coelopods don't live very long. For instance, the cuttlefish only gets about three years old before the tenant before they go tentacles up. Right? Yes, they do exist, Andy. Giant squids do exist. I hear you, Freaky Geek. Me too. I'm in and out, but I'm even, when I'm here, I'm not all there. That, I, I, I agree, Lisa. There's many, many different creatures, especially down in the bottom of the ocean. Welcome back, honey. Well, thank you, baby. Yeah, I definitely agree that there is just a lot of things that we haven't seen in, down in the deep ocean. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you think it might be possible? Yeah, Midnight for Paranormal, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Ricky, I, I, I had a real good nap. <laughs> No, that, uh, that would be cool. Me and Eddie watched uh, the people that went on the live hunt. I believe it's the same guy. No, I'm not even going to speculate. I can't remember. Um, Psych. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we watched a program. Remember when they were looking for the giant squid? Mm. And there was, what, four scientists? Four different scientists? Yep. That went down in the, the bubble. That would be so cool, Jim. I would love to go. I'm. I would love to go down and see, but I would be scared at the same time. I don't know if I'd be scared, but I'd be nervous as hell. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> love the water. I love being in the water. But that might be just a little. Did Cassie leave and come back or something? Because everybody's saying hi. <laughs> I don't know. Did you just come back, Kathy? Welcome back if you did. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. I'd be really nervous to go. I would love, absolutely love it. It, it would be, it'd be an experience. Yeah, definitely. She's working. She's working. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you like today's show. <laughs> you know where to go. Yes. Not straight to hell. Don't Aww. listen to Eddie. Give it. <laughs> <laughs> Head on over to that D line. Let's get this chest open. And before she does that, you know what I got to do. Fist bumps, hugs, stay safe, stay strong. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Head on over here and start hyping up chat to get the lemons. Oh, maybe if I can paste. Jesus, I wouldn't paste. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, thank you, Lisa. I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> no worries, Pammy. I'm about to go grub myself. <laughs> well, not herself. Well, no, not but myself. She's going to get some to eat. Yeah. <laughs> no, he would have came back and just said, I had to poop. I didn't poop. 
All right, Freaky Geek, you have a great weekend as well if we don't see you tomorrow. Absolutely, Freaky Geek. But now remember, Shadow's last show for the week is tomorrow. And then I go live Saturday and Sunday. Same time. Same time. Not the same bat channel. No, it's not the same bat channel. But it's the same time. Thank you, Midnight. (laughs) Thank you, Midnight. That means a lot. I'm glad. I'm happy when you guys like the stories that I pick or the, you know, information i love it i always get nervous <laughs> yes he is yes he is <laughs> you are so right in that statement that's not even funny that is funny i think pammy's having chicken in, i don't know is that a beer <laughs> You're breaking it. So we got bad camels now? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, didn't you know that? (laughs) I don't go live with them on my weekends. That's my day to go through what I'm going to plan. She's doing her homework for her week's show. Yes, and catching up all the shows that I missed throughout the week. And just keep in mind, um, I have no format. Uh, we talk about everything, anything except religion and politics. Just bring your best joke and we'll have some fun. Definitely. Definitely. I am pressing the lemon chest now. So get ready, guys. Uh, distribute rewards. There you go. Go. Hurry. 30 seconds, guys. Get those lemons. Thank you, everybody, for being here. You guys are the best crew a show could have. Absolutely. I, I, I love every single one of them. I mean, definitely, they're amazing. Definitely. I love you guys. I hope you all have a great day or rest of the day. For the rest of the evening. Got it now to see if I'm at the bottom of the list. <laughs> well, we got two seconds, one second. All right, Eli got 78.6. Three bastards. <laughs> right? Ron got 45.1 or 45.5. Sid got 33.2. Freaky Geek got 26.6. And Sexy Wife Weasley got 22.4. Freaky Geek made it in again. Woohoo! He's getting better. He's getting better at it. <laughs> I hope you all have a great day or night or morning. Wherever you're at. <laughs> That's right, Jim. Better save those uh, lemons for pizza, Eli. <laughs> Eli's like, shut up. I can't mention pizza. <laughs> well, it's the more you talk and chat, Freaky, the more likely you'll get lemons. Like, if you stay the whole stream and D-Live, you'll probably be on top of the lemons. I think that's how it works. The more you contribute. I don't know. Uh, I'm uh, lying. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> She's misleading you. <laughs> you like you pay for pizza now, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You have a wonderful day. Take care. Be safe. And remember, find somewhere to or something to make you smile with your eyes. Have a great day, everyone. I love you guys. Bye. See you tomorrow.